Locals know the SCN Sports app is the most trusted sports betting app in Nevada. They have convenient sign-up locations across Las Vegas. So download the SCN Sports app today. Download and get a bonus up to $500 when you sign up at any of our convenient locations. Vegas Nation sponsored by Station Casino's STN Sports. Download the app and get a bonus up to $500 when you sign up. You're listening to Vegas Nation. It's Friday, which means it's time for unsportsmanlike conduct with your hosts, Adam Hill and Ed Green. Hey, welcome into unsportsmanlike conduct of the Vegas Nation sponsored by Stations Casinos STN Sports. We're your hosts, Ed Greeny and Adam Hill. We're here each week to give you some of our thoughts on the Las Vegas Raiders. Before entering into the world of news and topics we find interesting, you'll want to stay around for that this week. So here we go. I do want to spend more time on the crazy stuff because I think you and I like that. But I want to start with the uh, Denzel Perryman um, addition to the Raiders, the linebacker, Adam. They needed depth, kind of a switch of sixth and seventh round picks. That didn't mean much. He's had some injury problems, but it's they're going to cost. He's going to cost him less than a million. He played for Gus Bradley. In, uh, with the Chargers, a uh, defensive coordinator with the Raiders. What did you think of the pickup? Was it obvious they had to go do something this week at that spot? Yeah, they need help at linebacker. They need, you know, not only depth, but also guys that are actually going to play because, you know, they're in a spot right now where uh, they didn't have a whole lot of depth there to begin the season. And now uh, you've got Javen White hurt. You've got Kwiatkowski hurt. Nicholas Morrow is hurt. Like everybody that you're kind of counting on uh, to be your dependable players at the position coming into the season uh, are kind of struggling or hurt or out. And it's just like Littleton and Muse are the only guys really uh, there right now. So yeah, they needed help at linebacker. I know a lot of people wanted to see KJ, Wright, A guy very familiar with the system who has been a star in the league uh, for a decade and who knows uh, Gus Bradley. And it would have fit pretty well, I think, but you know, KJ Wright is looking for a significant amount of money and the Raiders didn't want to give it to him. So either, uh, you know, KJ Wright or hold out and get what he wants from the Raiders or somebody else down the road. But you know, this move makes a lot of sense. Again, you need somebody familiar with the system because you may need somebody playing week one. You may need to throw somebody out on the field. So you got to know the defense and, you know, Perriman d- definitely knows the defense. He's been with Gus Bradley the last four years with the Chargers his whole career until this training camp with the Panthers. He didn't cost a lot of money. Uh, and if you look, I mean, he's a guy who uh, last year graded out as I would say maybe no definitely graded out as the best linebacker um, against the pass in certain categories. Uh, Didn't play a whole lot of snaps, but he had enough to qualify over a hundred snaps that he played on defense and graded out really, really well against the pass. So uh, he's a guy that can come in and and probably help depending on his health situation. He hasn't practiced a whole lot with injury. He just came back to the Panthers a couple of days ago, and then he got his foot stepped on. So missed a couple more days. We got to wait for the physical, maybe wait for, a five day testing period. If he's not vaccinated, which it seems like maybe he's not. Uh, so it's going to take a little bit of time, but I think once he's in the mix, he's a guy that will definitely add uh, a needed dimension to this defense. They need guys that can play linebacker right away. All right. They're going to play Sunday in San Francisco against the Niners third exhibition. Obviously we will not see Derek Carr. I'm actually wanting to see Marcus Mariota even for a series or two, just to see him. He's been hurt. He's been out. Don't know if that's going to happen. Give me uh, the one thing you're looking forward to most as they finish off this exhibition season before another week preparing for uh, Baltimore to open up here on Monday Night Football. Yeah, I mean, I, I really wish they were going to play the starters at least for a drive, if for no other reason, not because I want to see them. Because right. we've seen them in practice every day. We know what they're doing right now. We know how they're playing. We saw them uh, against the Rams and saw most of the starters go. Like, I, I'm fine with that. I want to see the starters play just so we know 
who they're thinking of as starters, who they're thinking of as backups, who they're thinking of maybe as depth guys and on the roster bubble. Uh, that's what I want to see. But um, obviously you want to see bubble guys, guys that may or may not. There's, I think, a, a pretty good battle at the bottom of the defensive back depth chart. Um, you know, who, who makes the team from that group? Uh, I think the defensive line rotation is very interesting. Um, the guys that do play on Sunday, you, you would assume are, you know, deep second and third stringers and maybe even on the bubble. So that's something to watch. If, if you're, if you're not playing, it's probably a good sign that you're uh, pretty high up on the depth chart in that group. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I really just want to see the depth guys and who is battling out to make the team. And I found that very interesting because I've been working on, a projected depth chart and a projected uh, final roster for the Raiders. And, you know, I'll, I'll tell you this, that I thought the wide receiver group was really easy. I think it's six deep at wide receiver and that's the six that are going to make the team. And, you know, they've kept six most years Gruden has. So it seems logical that they have six guys make the team for the wide receiver group. And then you look and say, okay, there's six guys that I think are going to be on the team. And it's, you know, Ruggs and Edwards and Hunter Renfro. And then you go John Brown. Um, you know, you, you go Zay Jones, who has been uh, the guy that everybody has raved about in camp for sure. And then Willie Sneed, a veteran presence that they brought in uh, to help out this team. I, I was like, okay, that's the six. And then today you hear Greg Olson, uh, the offensive coordinator, as we tape this on Thursday, come out and say, Hey, we've got a battle at the bottom of the wide receiver group. Well, does that mean they're keeping five or does that right. mean one of those guys isn't making the team? Um, right. I find that very interesting. Does that mean that Keelan Doss has made an impression? I don't think so. Cause I don't think he's had necessarily a great camp. Does that mean that DJ Turner, who has been a, a, a big weapon on special teams here in the preseason and in training camp, has he made the team perhaps as a special teamer and knocked a Willie Sneed or a John Brown out? Maybe, but I, I got to tell you, we saw DJ Turner drop about seven punts in training camp. Yeah, so yeah, I, I, remember, I, don't yeah. think, I don't necessarily think that's the case, but what are they talking about wide receiver? I want to see that. Um, and then he also said there's a battle on the offensive line, which I'll throw this out there, which could be a little bit surprising to people. When I was doing my roster breakdown, I stopped and thought long and hard about Nick Martin. And, and I don't know that he's on the final roster. Mm. Uh, I think, I think that they like him as a veteran presence on that offensive line, a guy that started a bunch of games, but do you keep him or Morrissey, a guy that they drafted in the seventh round and really like, um, I don't know. And maybe Martin's a guy uh, that's out. They said the offensive line group and the wide receiver group uh, are ones that they're watching. So I'm, I'm going to watch it as well. I'm a little surprised if they go on from Nick Martin, just because again, they have a center starting that hasn't proven himself at all as the starter and a center in the NFL. Um, and I, I just think a, a security blanket with a guy who's been in that spot has made the calls um, and knows what he's doing at center. Um, I think I'd be more comfortable, I guess. I know they said the other guys, a seventh round pick and they like him, but I'll tell you what um, I, I would, I would keep Nick Martin uh, for the reasons I said about needing someone at that spot. If something happens, up front. Um, what have you gotten on your roster breakdown with the backup to Alec Ingold one Vinny Bonsignore? Will he make the roster? I don't think he's making the roster. He's not because I thought Vinny was battling for the backup fullback spot. Uh about I mean, if he was trying out, he'd make the team, right? Move Alex Ingold. Aside. I would think so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I would think so. I mean, he's he's there, he's he's focused in every day. Uh, on top of things, uh, you and I are pretty much messing around at practice. And then we try to mess around with him. He gives us the wave off. Vin with the wave off, the Italian stallion waving us away. So obviously he's focusing on the uh, backfield and where he might back up Alec Ingold. He's big Alec Ingold gone. Uh, guy, Vinny Bonsignor. So maybe it's just he's trying to take his job or something. I think Vinny has the same problem that I have. He couldn't be on the team just like I couldn't. 
because I don't think they can find a helmet big enough. <laughs> you actually said that you felt sorry for the kid on the Cowboys and hard knocks because you said when you played high school football, it was also an issue with you finding a helmet big enough to pick, fit that dome of yours. Well, it wasn't in high school. It was really the helmet. I mean, it was tough. I had to wear these, the biggest of the big helmets, of course, because I have a massive head. Uh, my problem was as the kid on hard knocks had to deal with the rec specs. So yeah, he, he has some pretty fancy professional level ones. Uh, I got to tell you, uh, I did not have the money for those. Ed. Uh, I had oh. like the really, really cheap, um, like the big goggles, like almost Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, but like ah. bigger. And so it was hard to put the helmet on. And if you did battle and fight and claw to get the helmet on, they would just fog up immediately. You so, tell me you had the big goggles like the kid in Sandlot with those huge spectacles yes. on it? Oh, yeah. Oh. And so, so yeah, it was either tough to get them on or they would fog up. So basically, it's one of those, you know, you see guys on the on the sidelines all the time. They take their helmet off. They're talking to their buddies. Sure. Once I put that helmet on like an hour before the game, it was on until after the game. Like Jeez. I couldn't take that thing off, which was a disaster. But also I'll tell you this, my almost my entire sophomore year, I think I was on the field for almost every single play offense, defense, special wow. teams. I don't really get to take it off anyway. I told you last week, you're sneaky athletic. I didn't, you got the head like Bruce Bochy though. You got the big dome. So oh. I could see where Rydell, it would be a struggle for Rydell at the high school level, get a helmet that really, really did you, you know, kept your head, you know, safe. Well, and then also, like, let's go a step further because my eyesight is horrific. Uh, so I couldn't see anything. So one game, I was like, you know what? These these rec specs are such a disaster. I, I can't do it anymore. I'm taking them off. I'm not going to work. Oh, wear you so, went blind? You're blocking people and you can't see them? Blocking and tackling. Oh, you're, the Ra- you're like the Raiders last year. Missed more tackles than anyone in the NFL. You should have been on the team. Locals know the SCN Sports app is the most trusted sports betting app in Nevada. They have convenient sign-up locations across Las Vegas. So download the SCN Sports app today. Download and get a bonus up to $500 when you sign up at any of our convenient locations. So there you go. They play on Sunday. I want to get to something this week because it's very timely. We try to do timely things around here. Although last week's media fighting actually was timing also because there's a lot of fights between the Raiders and the Rams. This week's timeliness comes, in my mind, to the Little League World Series. I, I can't wait to talk about this because there's certain events or competitions with children in this country that I've always thought were very bizarre. And to the point of, mostly it's the parents. I was one myself with a softball, a complete lunatic. So there's a lot of events, though, in this country that I, I think damage children for life. I'm going to read you something. Let's start with the Little League World Series. It's going on right now. Um, we hear about this weird kid in South Dakota who's he, he's given up like one hit in 7,000 innings. He's from South Dakota State. I know his, his name's Gavin Weir, a state close to your heart. Uh, I know you're a big South Dakota guy. Yeah. Um, yeah, one hit in eight games, 114, 132 strikeouts. So I'm going to read you something a friend of uh, mine and yours wrote about the Little League World Series, and then I want to get your uh, comments on it. Here we go. Blame you, blame me, blame the rest of us, rest of us for glorifying 12-year-olds whose greatest achievement by, might be winning a genetic lottery and hitting puberty early, for showering them with adulation, watching in sufficient numbers that ESPN paid $60 million for eight years on TV for the Little League World Series, for clicking on newspapers, turning into radio interviews, attending pep rallies before tournaments, for treating it less like the Little League World Series than the real one. All youth sports are off the rails to a certain degree with travel teams and academy programs and $100 out private lessons for kids. Do we really need to know who has the state's best under nine girls soccer team? 
The Little League World Series is merely the extreme. It mixes apple pie Americana and summertime nostalgia with our two greatest obsessions, kids and egos. That's from Mark Ziegler, the San Diego Union Tribune. Give me your response on that. He has always said this about the Little League World Series. He says, not blame the kids, but he thinks we glorify them to where, like I said, this kid, this kid from South Dakota, I hope he goes on and he's a major league pitcher. I hope he does. But you know what? There's kids like Gavin Weir. This is all. This is the highest he's going to get. And maybe that's fine with a lot of people. Maybe it's fine with you. But the expectations now of him are going to be so outrageous that if he doesn't do anything the rest of life, ah, you're a bum. You failed. What happened to you? Where do you put this Little League World Series? Do you watch it? Do you care about it? And when you listen to Ziegler's words, do you agree with any of them? Well, I mean, first of all, I think we, we talked about this before, but the, the Little League World Series is a, a sensitive subject for me, Ed. Uh, can you just get past your own depression of not making Williamsport? We were a game away. Uh-huh. <laughs> Got it. Uh, you were the yeah. kid we were adulating, saying this hill kid, he's going to do great things. Now look at you. You're a sports writer. What happened to you? You could have been yeah, in the world, you could, Little League World Series. But I wasn't that genetic lotto kid. I was the the scratcher and claw getting my fighting my way to the top. How about the baseball helmet? Did that fit you? The head was too big for that too. Giant, the giant helmet. <laughs> and I would have to, I would have to go like, where's the helmet? I got to go find it because <laughs> <laughs> there was only one helmet that we had on the whole. Oh, that's right. News. Uh, sure, that sucked. Um, no, listen, I, I, I mean, I get all of his points. I mean, I guess I would disagree from the standpoint of, um, you know, some of these kids, it's the best thing they're going to ever accomplish. Uh, and to that, I would say, yeah, that's right. So why not celebrate the fact that they actually accomplished one thing in their life? Because uh, when they're, you know, when some of these kids are, you know, 43 and they're, you know, working, you know, working, a, you know, the, the night shift at the bank or whatever they're going to do, I don't know. Uh, nobody's going to be celebrating them. So if, if you have a, a point in your life where you're exceptional at something, why not celebrate it and why not appreciate it? I mean, I think there, there's part of it. Now, the the extent of all the money that they make off them on ESPN and, and all that, like, yeah, it's, it's commercialized and it's ugly and nasty, just like everything else. Um, and, and I think the there is a level of the parents being completely out of control. And maybe you wish you would fix that of like, oh, maybe the parents can't go or something. I don't know keep them out of it. Um, oh, how great would that be? The kids yeah. can go with them. Swear. You know, I followed Mountain Ridge there. Very nice people. Had a couple loons on that team too, but Austin Cave was an incredible manager and he got it. He understood what it was about. I made good friends with that team. I still follow a lot of those kids. Uh, Austin Krizik's one. He's at UNLV. It was a great experience for them, but I don't know if it's a great experience for every one of them. Let's, let me ask you, Monet Davis. Monet Davis was the girl, uh, great athlete when she was at the Little League World Series. She wanted to play basketball at UConn. Um, I don't know what Monet Davis ended up doing. I think she played a sport in, in, in um, maybe softball in, uh, in um, college. This was baseball. But there's another example of, I don't know if people are saying this. I hope they're not. But it's like, oh, boy, what happened to Monet Davis? She was this and this and that. And I don't know if people said that. I would feel really bad had they done that, though, as she kind of gone through that stage of the Little League World Series and on with her life. Or like Danielle Monte, who was 17. Yes. Playing in well, that kid was like, that kid was 35 smoking. What are you, crazy? I was in San Diego when that nut, that nutty kid was on that team. We were covering that guy. He was, he was having more smokes than, than, the, than the managers of the dugout. That kid was like 40. And believe me, as somebody who peaked athletically at 12, just like we're referring to, and <laughs> almost, almost made it to the Little, Little League World Series, we had, I mean, we definitely played against teams where I was like, okay, you can't, you know, drop your kids off at the babysitter and then come play against us in 12 year old baseball. Like, what are you doing? This is a chalky attitude. Listen to you. 
Yeah, I'm saying I'm saying we're playing against kids that had like five year old children. We're supposed <laughs> to be under. Like, what are we doing? Uh, it's crazy. Now, but yeah. Now you you came within one game. How, who did you lose to? Uh, we lost to a team from Pennsylvania. I can't remember what they were, but it was in it was in Rockville, Maryland. Was where the game took place. Jeez, that's you guys must have been good. Come on, it was great. That that's what, what position did you play? Third. Good for you, little Machado hands there. Good for you with that big oh, helmet. Did you, did you have to wear the helmet in the in the infield, or did you wear a hat? Was your hat big enough for you? Oh come on, man! That was, that was a hat guy. <laughs> and oh, and you take infield with the hat on backwards. Oh, and then hey. turn it around when the game starts. Yeah, listen, be a leader, not a follower. Put your hat on correctly, will you? Stop with that nonsense. I'm a leader. So I'm wearing my hat backwards. It appears. It appears then you're 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 more okay with the Little League World Series in terms of there's always going to be weird parents and fans and, and and bizarreness, but you think more often than not, it seems talking to you that the kids can handle it. You know, more often than not, obviously some kids will fall into depression. You know, this might be it for them in, in terms of what they're going to do in their lives. But ninety nine percent are probably okay. I, I I hear what you're saying. I didn't say they can handle it, Ed. I'm still I still won't go to Williamsport. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> but but I, I just I don't I don't know whether they can handle it or not. I'm not a psychiatrist. I have no idea. I just I think that you know to to say you know hey this might be the peak of these kids' career. Maybe we shouldn't celebrate. Well, if, if it is the peak of their life and their career, then maybe we should. If that's if that's when they're gonna you know reach their highest levels. Um, why not? Why not celebrate it? Why not enjoy it? Well, I'll root for the kid. I'll, I'll root for the kid. Uh, I don't know who's in the international final when Mountain Ridge was there. Uh, Korea won the whole thing. They had a bunch of nine, 40 year olds. Those kids were hitting bombs left and right. Uh, well, the Chinese Korean Taipei. team. Chinese Taipei. Well, yeah, back in the day, it was Chinese Taipei, Taipei and uh, it was Korea this time. And the Chicago team that beat Mountain Ridge, the cheaters, finally exposed that they uh, missed the boundaries out in Chicago. They lost to Korea, uh, you know. Uh, deservedly so after cheating. I want to go to two other things here in terms of children, because it seems like we both are somewhat okay with the Little League World Series. I don't know if you ever watch this. You watch everything on TV. But this is where I think, beyond the Little League World Series, then you get into weirdness where I think it's just absolute child cruelty. And that's this toddlers and tiaras. Did you ever watch this show between 2009 and 16 with these five-year-olds, and they dress these kids up as uh, pageants, pageant queens with these... With these uh, Tierra's on and these crazy mothers with big hair and smoking in the lobby and just out of their minds. Did you ever watch this? I, how can you put kids through that? Uh, absolutely not. I did not watch that. I never would watch it. I've seen enough clips uh, oh. on, like, on YouTube and on, on social media that just it's horrifying and disgusting. Terrible. And everything that our friend Mark Ziegler wrote about the Little League World Series, I thought yes. maybe incorrectly at times, I will say is absolutely true when you apply it to toddlers and Tierra. Yes. It's a, it's a child beauty pageant. Kids are crying. They're four and five. They have absolutely no idea why they're wearing a, uh, you know, their own version of helmet. I don't think you could have put a tiara on by the, with the dome you got. There's no chance we're getting a tiara on you, but uh, they're like four and five years old. They're crying. The mothers are screaming at them and God forbid the judges vote against your kid in this weird thing. The parents go nuts during this, during, during this, the, the audience screaming for kids to like put their head up and smile. And they're five years old. And I'm telling you, it was great TV. And I understand why this, whatever station did it from 2009 to 16. I can only imagine the ratings because it was just a complete car wreck every week. People love to watch car crashes. And that's what this was. It had to be TLC. Yes, it was. It was TLC. It had to be. I, I mean, believe so. I believe so. 
they they say it's the learning channel. I've never learned anything. No. It's all just I've learned there's a bunch just, of nuts. Yeah, it's freak shows. Yes, freak show. Last yeah. one, then okay. So you, you're okay in the Lillywood series. We both agree uh toddlers and tears, complete lunatics who have no business doing that. This is an interesting one though, and I want to ask you because I got a feeling with the whole Little League World Series, you were also like a finalist in this weird competition, at least locally. You didn't go on nationally, or I would have heard about that. The spelling bee. The Scripps Howard spelling bee. Now let's start with the obvious. Were you ever like a good speller? And did you get to some weird final of a competition? Uh just the school. I, I was top three at the oh. school and oh, of course. Yeah, flamed out. <laughs> I mean, you're you're so many steps away from uh from actually qualifying for anything. I mean, it's you know, you go school and then like district and then state. And I mean, you got a yeah. long way to go. So, um, was, I was a good speller. I was definitely not a great, like you watch these kids and you're like, what are you even doing? This is nuts. Uh, I didn't even know this word. So yeah, no, uh, that was, I was never close. I did. I did was the, I mean, this is ridiculous. I did win the school president B where what? it was presidential trivia. Oh no! Like maybe uh, the, in the history a, of presidents. Yeah, maybe that's just a, a thing because I was, you know, I was living in Maryland at the time as a child, uh, and like right outside of DC. So maybe it was just like a, a region or a local thing. But yeah, we had like a presidential. Uh, wait, uh, what are we talking? Like uh, you know who you know the gals Kennedy hang out with? What, what are we talking here? What kind of presidential history talk? I don't. I mean, that would be a great question for a, a second grader. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sure. Uh, no, it's, you know, the shortest term for a president and. Oh, like, like stuff nobody cares about, but you know, the weird facts. Yes, of course. Okay. You know, right. William Henry Harrison catching pneumonia at his inauguration and dying. And I, I, I like the Kennedy question better to be more interesting. Sure. Um, sure. so, okay. Give me your thoughts. And we watched the spelling bee. You got that poor weird kid that one year, that girl I felt so sorry for. She's talking to herself the whole time. She's, she's got the hand on the mouth. She's she's sounding out these crazy words, asking for the origin and all this how, other how, crazy wait, stuff. How long ago? How long ago was this? It was a while ago, I think. This kid yeah. was a while ago, but she had the hand to the mouth, and her head Ed. would go up and down. It was just a disaster. Oh, Ed, this is ridiculous. I mean, it's you. You want to ask like trivia? Her name's Rebecca Sealfox. <laughs> is that her? I'm oh, now you're gonna tell me like the trivia queen. You're the trivia king. You're the trivia pursuit king. You'd actually I mean, probably be really good at Trivial Pursuit. Come on. It's pretty impressive to, to get the name of a former spelling yes. champion. That's, yeah, but she was uh, a little I, off center, this poor kid. Well, I think she, I think she, yeah, I think she was diagnosed with something. I don't, I don't think it was just off it center. Was? Yes. Oh, I feel bad. I feel bad. I didn't know. I just thought she was, yeah, I thought she was worried about the words or something. I don't know. I see things on Sports Center. I just, I noticed things on Sports Center. I could be completely wrong. I might not even have the right person. I just thought I, it was I, a pretty impressive, a pretty impressive poll. Okay, but but you see these kids and what they go through, and the parents and the words and the practicing. Is this healthy? And by the way, here's the other thing. Yes, it, it makes you a well-rounded person. You're very intelligent. Although I would make the argument that it's a far more memorization and stuff like that. I don't know, you know, where it's going to take you, but. What do you make of just the spelling bee and what you see kids go through just to be able to spell? Yeah, that's lunacy. Uh, I, I don't, and I don't think it makes you well-rounded. I think it, it gets you to be insanely good at one thing that doesn't necessarily help you in other 
areas. I mean, I, I can, I could buy the argument or I could understand the argument of, Hey, if you're a really good speller, you're probably good. You're probably really good at language. Uh, probably, you know, good to pick up foreign languages, uh, probably good for, um, you know, for studying in some certain ways, um, of knowing, you know, root words and that sort of thing. But, um, yeah, I don't, I don't think it's, I don't think it's necessarily good for a child's development to spend 90% of their time learning how to spell words. Okay. I'm going to give you this. Her name was Rebecca, Rebecca's cell phone. Ah, Thumbs up here. First homeschool kid to win it. I homeschool both my kids. Good for her. I'm a big fan now of Rebecca. I'm going to give you the word that she wanted on. And there's no chance I'm pronouncing this correctly. I can't even spell it. Never mind pronounce it. Unim. I mean, I would would go with like E-U-N-Y-M or something like that. Oh, you almost got it. E-U-O-N-Y-M. Ah, that's... That's right. I have no I have no idea what that means. She's she was she was 13 at the time. Uh from uh Brooklyn. And then I they got a documentary here 15 years later. She looks back on a um she she's a software engineer. Um and uh she's obviously well, she's very smart, obviously. She became an engineer. So this was someone who, you know, was a good speller. Her mother's a doctor. Um, let's see, the, the Rebecca wandered around uh, research and development facilities. As she was a young kid looking for uh, looking for um, things to do, I guess. Uh, and and I, mean, I mean, come on, the credit for getting that right. For getting what right? Her name. Oh, no, that's huge. I, I give you all the credit in the world. But again, you're you're a weird kid to where you'd be really good. You'd be really good with like a trivial pursuit. Like my son does trivial pursuit. He goes pursuit. He goes to trivia nights here in Vegas. And, you know, often sometimes yeah. just by himself to make sure I'm going to have him call you up next time. Because yeah, I, I, th- I think you would make a good team. All right, so the unum is appropriate or well-chosen name that conforms to the requirements of a system of non nomenclature. I can't even say no, that. Nomenclature, oh. come on. N-O-M-E-N-C-L-A-T-U-R-E, come on. The, the term was popularized by its appearance in the spelling bee competition. <laughs> wow. All right, so you uh, thumbs up or thumbs down on spelling bee. I got to be honest with you, I'm thumbs down because I don't think it does what people think it does for kids no. afterwards. I just don't. I don't either. I'm, I'm saying thumbs down. All right. So we've gone, I'm giving kind of a up and down thumb a little League World Series. Other than your weirdness in the past, I think you like the event, your thumbs up. We both think Toddlers and Tears is completely out, uh, you know, uh, out of this world lunatics. And uh, then the spelling bee, we're both going to go thumbs down. Not that we don't like the kids or they're not smart or anything. I just think it's memorization over maybe, hey, this is going to take what, you a long way. What sort of Neanderthal brutish jocks are we that we're like, oh, no, drive, <laughs> drive your kids to play baseball? No problem. Yeah. Drive them to spell? What are you doing? <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Look what we've got in our life. I mean, you're, you're, to this point, your greatest accomplishment was following one game short of the Little League World Series. I still haven't had an accomplishment. So close. Uh, very close. All right. That's going to do it for our latest edition of Unsportsmanlike Conduct of the Vegas Nation, sponsored by Station Casinos, STN Sports. Remember now, there are episodes of Vegas Nation every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Subscribe to Vegas Nation on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any podcasting app. You can also check out Vegas Nation Game Day while we preview the Raiders' last exhibition game up in San Francisco on Sunday. Find all of that coverage and more at VegasNation.com. For our producer, Larry Mir, my co-host, Adam Hill, I'm Ed Graney. We'll talk to you next week.
Locals know the SCN Sports app is the most trusted sports betting app in Nevada. They have convenient sign-up locations across Las Vegas. So download the SCN Sports app today. Download and get a bonus up to $500 when you sign up at any of our convenient locations.